Working, mandates, and flip side. This is Patterns of Development. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kyle. We're on this podcast. I share and discuss urban planning, architecture, and real estate development patterns. My goal, my mission is to deconstruct what's going on around us in our built environment, in our business environment, in our political environment, and figure out how we can recognize patterns and replicate the success, and maybe more importantly, avoid the failures of others. A smart man learns from his experience, a wise man learns from the experience of others, and that starts with building awareness. So here we are to talk about the latest news, the things that I found interesting and related to previous topics uh, that we've talked about on the show, and break them down into our patterns. So first up this week, a look at the commercial real estate world. Offices continue to be weird. We're kind of back. We're back, but we're not back. Companies are keeping an eye on the case count, of course. What's going on right now in Europe isn't good, and many speculate we'll have a rough winter in store for us here in the U.S. What does that mean for the office? An article in Axios by Erica Pandy shares some insights, quoting the article, uh, quoting Erica, As hybrid and remote work become more common, the office is transforming from a place of focused work to a destination for collaboration. Meeting rooms and open plan cafe-like seating areas are replacing private offices. End quote. According to CBRE, a global leader in commercial real estate, those are their words, not mine, CBRE found that 63% of those surveyed are redesigning their space in some way, shape, or form, and 80% of those are focusing on how to make more collaborative spaces. Susan Wassman from CBRE observes that people are choosing to do their head-down work at home, and they want to come back to collaborate or participate in team events when they go back to the office. In my newsletter, I wrote one sentence this week. I said, the future of the office is co-working, and I think that's where we're headed. Everyone doesn't need an assigned seat, and the total footprint needed for the office is probably less but how do we create a flexible team meeting and collaborative space and that certainly starts to sound like we work right open offices collaborative cool furniture let's host some events if this is the future of the office how many companies will choose to just outsource their real estate needs to some sort of co-working or event firm that's certainly a fun one to speculate about next up a well-documented pattern on this show and also well-documented elsewhere in planning and architecture circles i certainly didn't invent this idea Reduce and eliminate your parking minimums. Of course, it's easier said than done. What you might be looking for is case studies and examples to point to. Who has done this before? How did they do it? How is it going now for them? Maybe that would help get some adoption in your community. I stumbled across the Parking Reform Network, and they have a parking mandates map. Their map of North America shows over 200 cities that have begun to reform their parking requirements, and they offer a couple of key takeaways for the casual listener. When it comes to parking codes, simplicity is the exception. Most parking codes have many layers and provisions making it complicated to reform. Even with reform, it would appear that cities add additional provisions rather than eliminating words in the rule book. Number two, a large number of cities have eliminated minimum parking requirements for just a small portion of their communities. This would indicate that municipalities still aren't bought in and are looking to experiment before they apply the policy citywide. Number three, where there is parking reform, it heavily leans towards commercial land uses. This would seem to indicate that people realize the big parking lot around Walmart isn't necessary, but still haven't determined how to approach residential parking. This would also indicate a disconnect between how parking affects affordable housing 
Affordable housing is a supply and demand issue. If you spend more of your space in your city, that valuable, precious space, that real estate on parking, you're going to have less space for real estate and for housing. So there might be a disconnect there, something to think about. Last piece this week, I've been extremely curious and talked about it quite a bit here on the show about last mile infrastructure, specifically how e-com warehouses might need to be considered in our urban fabric. I want to present the flip side because what's good for Amazon might not be good for your town. An article at planning.org by Allison Felix and Travis Polak covers the challenges a warehouse and last mile type facilities present to a community. While the economic benefits might be clear and the advantages to the everyday consumer certainly have their benefits, the article covers what planners should think about before changing their zoning code and placing a last mile facility in their town. Last mile infrastructure will generate a lot of traffic with all the delivery vehicles moving in and out. Specifically, a big challenge here is that last mile operations will have different traffic patterns from more common uses we typically see in residential and commercial areas. Of course, all of this extra traffic outside of the norm or outside of the standard deviation will generate pollution, both noise and air pollution. In the show notes, I share a 64-page PDF, which at the time of this episode, I have not read all of, full disclosure. This document titled Hidden and in Plain Sight, the Impacts of E-Commerce in Massachusetts, also by Allison and Travis, cover in detail the economic impacts as well as the strategies to use if this type of development comes to your town. This leads to the patterns of the week. Commercial real estate continues to be a dynamic space as offices look to repurpose or downsize their space. This could lead to a resurgence of co-working spaces or some sort of, and forgive me here, hybrid co-working that focuses on serving bigger businesses rather than freelancers and small businesses. Number two, reduce and eliminate parking minimums, but don't think about just commercial and residential uses. Combine the two, reduce across the board, which can help incentivize development in your town, increase the supply of housing, and allow you to kill two birds with one stone. And number three, be careful with that last mile infrastructure. While the benefits are clear to consumers in the community, there are noticeable impacts to citizens. Noise, air quality, and increased traffic all are risks that need to be mitigated when considering this type of business in your community. That's all for this week. Talk to you all soon. Please email me, kyle at patternsofdevelopment.com with any feedback, thoughts, questions, topics to cover on future episodes. That'd be awesome. And of course, the big shout out to Rafi, Everyone who talks to me about this podcast tells me they love the theme. Rafi, thank you. Everyone, please check out his music on Spotify. And with that, let's keep looking for the patterns and building better cities. Talk to you all soon.